Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. What I'll do is I'll, I'll film it on my phone, but just straight directly under my chin like this. <laughs> <laughs> <Is it? laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brexit <laughs> <laughs> this week, Dundee, Hamilton and we're going to win the league again and of course we face another trip to Hamden to face Murty's jobbers. All this and more on the latest episode of Hello and welcome to episode 133 of 20 Minute Tins. I am joined this week, as I'm joined every week, by Stephen. Ahoy there. And Melly's and Holdies. So we are joined by author. So I'm surprised you graced this podcast because you brought me on off the ball last week. I was, aye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris McQueer. How are you doing, Chris? Aye, good, good to be here. Cheers, boys. Um, for people who don't know, I think every, I think every day on Twitter, I've read about our age. Chris is pretty, <laughs> pretty familiar with you now. Um, you are an author of short stories called... Hings. I I wrote a book of short stories called Hings. I it came out last summer. I it's been it's been mental. And you've just since. done a you've done an audio book on it as well. I I've read it myself, so you'll be you'll be on my <laughs> dulcet tones. <laughs> <laughs> how to, listen, for people don't tell, tell us a bit about the book and how it came about, not because it's quite a really good story. Because I've personally I've followed you on Twitter for, mm. for ages. Yeah, we've we've online known each other for quite some time. Yeah, now. We, we're, we're doing that thing now. Oh, we knew him before. He was yeah. <laughs> we knew him when he only worked for sports. So one of those <laughs> so one of those tweets you see. That remember us when you're when you're famous. But I I, having been so long. I actually remember the days where you and I were firmly in the What's Scott Brown All About camp. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Was, I knew yeah, that. It's been, <laughs> it's been uh, sort of I, dusted under the carpet actually, now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was 2014, 2015. Yeah. I was just spending every waking minute just slagging Scott Brown. Like, wow, I'd have pure vendetta against the guy. Yeah, so you and me both, it just mine are a little more public, unfortunately. Yeah, when, you record, when you record these things. Aye, so Chris, tell us, about, tell us about the book. Tell us about it came out. For people who might listen to the podcast, I don't know. I am, um, well... I started writing about two years ago. Um, I was going through a kind of shitty period in my life. Things were kind of going to be a bit tits up for me. And I'd had to move back in my mall for various reasons. And um, my, then my dog died. And I was like, oh, this is just rock bottom here, right? And um, but anyway, I've always been a big reader. And I thought one day, I thought, can I shoot my biggie writing a go? Because I'd read quite a few kind of shite books. And I was like, I could do better than this. That's how we started this podcast. And I just gave it a go. One day, I wrote a short story. And um, it was fucking weird, man. It was about a moth flying into a guy's ear. I remember that. That was the, <laughs> that was the first one you posted it on some website or other. That's right, aye. Is it Medium? Aye, that's right, Medium.com. And um, it was about this moth flying into a guy's ear, trying to take out his mind. So it's based on a true story. <laughs> My mate was working down in England, and uh, he was driving his works van, and this moth flew into the van, and he was like, fuck, man, and then it flew into his ear. 
And he had to like, drive to the hospital to get Fuck his moth like, removed. And I was like, Fuck, man, why that would a moth? That would terrify me. Oh, man, it's just quite a harrowing story. And I was like, Why would a moth fly into a guy's ear? And I was like, Obviously, it's trying to take out his mind. <laughs> so I went and wrote a story about it. And then, um, but after that, after I wrote it, I was like, I can't let him see this. This is fucking weird, man. This is just too weird. I was just worried my pals were going to slag me and all that. But then <laughs> I let my mom read it and I let my girlfriend read it. And they kind of taught me into putting it online. And I put it online and I put it on Twitter. And guys like yourself are reading it and stuff and sharing it. And, that gave me the confidence to keep writing. So Aye. I just kept going. I was just putting stuff online, not really thinking anything yet. And then December 2016, the publisher got in touch with me. And they were like, I've seen your stories online stuff. Like, can we put these in a wee book? And I was like, what the fuck, man? This doesn't <laughs> happen. This doesn't meant to happen to people like me. Do you know what I mean? And then next day I knew I had a book deal and the book was coming out. And just fucking mental, man. Aye, it's been this book. You've got, you've got Hings, which is out. You've got the audio book, which is out now. Aye, you've got um, another one coming out in October as well. That's right, aye. So, um, it's all happening, mate. Aye. <laughs> so is, is that is that you now? You think you're just that's me? I'm a writer now. Is that what you're going to keep doing? I hope so. Aye. Um, one of the things we're writing books and stuff. I've been Hings, quite surprised. I like oh, it. See what I did there, boys. Subliminal marketing. Um, <laughs> one of the things I've been surprised about is the complete lack of money in writing books, <laughs> which has been a good laugh. It's <laughs> been a bit of a surprise. See, from the outside looking in, it, it appears like the book has been a huge success. I mean, it is everywhere. You walk into Waterstones, it's, it's piled up in tables. Everything mm. that you, you do see it, you see quite a lot of yourself doing your touring it and aye. kind of things like that aye. and I think you were on TV recently was that aye, STV I mean, or STV yeah, so I, just, I just say aye, everything you know yeah. I mean? I'm not sure. <laughs> a lot of authors are quite kind of weird about self-promotion no, mm. I don't give a fuck can I just say though Chris McQueer what an absolutely terrific author name that is do, do you ever <laughs> do you ever get people assuming it's fake like I a, a lot, pen I, name I've got like, kind of like a big gay following because people think I'm just a really kind of patriotic gay guy I get a lot of DMs I get a lot you're so down with the gays that you've called yourself <laughs> it's the hunky eyebrows I think as well <laughs> it's good I get a kind of lot of DMs off kind of gay guys they kind of fire into me and I need to be kind of nice to them I'm like look mate let them down, I'm let really flattered here but I've got a girlfriend my name is actually just my real name I'm like <laughs> sorry to kind of lead you on it's good Aye, it's like a Scottish dating app isn't it like, it's like grinding Scottish people so where's your, where's your book taking you you've been on off the ball you've been on this podcast mm-hmm. yeah this is the pinnacle clearly this, uh, this is the pinnacle. <laughs> so, I, I, I just picked up from following you on like on twitter and on instagram that you mm-hmm. know Irvin welsh is a big you're a big fan of Irvin welsh mm-hmm. have you managed to meet that big man have you spoken I met him two weeks ago he was doing his book launch and he threw me he was launching dead men's trousers and he, i went to like it and i just brushed next to it. i just had a coffee my bit with him he had done a kind of meeting group got his book and i was like look mate can i give you my book Oh fuck! I definitely I'll read that. I just on, on, the, aye. on the front cover of the book, you're you've been liking to Irvin Welsh and Lemmy. Mm-hmm. Are these are these guys kind of aware of of that or of you, or is it just? I've only ever met the two of them at their book lunches, right? And um, but Lemmy was kind of like, oh, you're you're Chris McQueer. I think he'd kind of seen me a bit on Twitter and stuff. But um, like having that on the front of my book at the start when I first got that quote in, I was like, fuck, that's amazing, man. I've been <laughs> liking to my two heroes, man. But then kind of reality set in. I was like, shit, man, people are going to buy this book off the back of seeing that quote. Mm. I'm going to need to live up mm. to True. Lemmy and Irvin Welsh, which is a lot of fucking pressure, do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just a bit, it's, a, it's honestly a brilliant story, man. Like, just again, sort of referring back to it. It's just great because right from the very start, you were always dead upfront about what you want to do. I'm, I'm going to write, I'm going to write a book. And then mm-hmm. it's sort of snowballed, you know what oh, I mean? It's, right, just, it's just picked up and picked up. And That's it, man. It's just, it's quite a good story just getting out there and just doing something you enjoy. Just yeah, see absolutely. what happens with it. It's why the things I worked, I worked in a sports show for 10 years and um, I spent most of the 10 years just moaning about working in a sports mm-hmm. show. I fucking hate my job, I hate my job, but I wasn't doing anything about it. Aye. And it just, moaning about it to other people in the work who are in the same position as me just hating it and then 
I've just gave it a go. I've just gave writing a go, and it's, it's got me out of there, and it's got me down there. But I love, do you know what I mean? So I hope people can see that. No, if I can do it, MD can do it. Do you know what I mean? Where do you, where do you want to go with it? Do you want to write sitcoms, screenplays? Is it just books? Is it? I I like. I do like writing books. That's my kind of bread and butter. That's I'm always going to write books. But uh, do you see yourself as a kind of a, a short story guy, or would you like to do something a bit more? Um, I don't know. Writing short stories, that's just kind of, of naturally. When yeah. I've sat down to write for the first time, that's just short stories came out, do you know what I mean? But as I've been writing, I feel myself writing longer stuff. So I think right. I'm kind of building up to a novel. I've not got an idea for a novel yet, but I, I would love to write one. Yeah. And then eventually, like, I'd love to write a film, sit down and write a script Aye. for a film. I've wrote a script for a sitcom, and uh, I pitched that to the comedy unit, and they knocked it back. Oh, really? So, <laughs> well, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take days. too much. I wouldn't be disheartened about that I one, know. because... I mean, the chances of you writing your first ever one and know, sailing mate, right know, through. I know. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, it's like, like the famous Michael Jordan quote about it. I can't remember it word for word, but he basically lists all the things he got wrong, all the things he failed at, yeah. all the shots he missed, mm-hmm. and, and look at him. And, that, and true, it's, right? it's used kind of outside a, a sports a sports context for, mm-hmm. for anything really, to, for that kind of thing. Just keep... Right. Keep, what was that, keep what keep was that? I play basketball. Yeah, that that's that's exactly. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a basketball player. I was in Space Jam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like us. We we try and get guests for the podcast and chip away, chip away, chip away, only for John Collins to say no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's obviously on much lesser lesser scale than than putting a book out there. But we do know what it's like to put something out there and hope people people like, catch on with it. I do know. you know what I mean? It's, the the difference in that Chris is that you require. A level of intellect to write a book. It's, <laughs> yeah. not, it's not required for I a book. I think she compared to other writers. I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, you know what I mean? But it's a good laugh, anyway. Like, like Jordan and that. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're just recording this on the Sunday after the Hamilton game. But last Wednesday we played Dundee and it was a, it was boring. Yeah, another, it was incredibly boring. Another drab affair with uh, Neely's Neely's men. Mm. Wait, I thought he was suspended for this, but I, I'm assuming he appealed it on or something. Oh, because he, he was I think they right. probably took pity on him. Because no. <laughs> have you seen Have you seen Chris? Chris, have you seen Neil recently? Last Saturday at the Celtic game, he looks, I seen him. He looks dreadful, oh, doesn't he? Oh, he's, he's, he's a He's a mile away from that clean-cut, shitty Jamie Redknapp we used to get on Sky Oh, Sky, oh no. He's aging rapidly, isn't he? It's a shame, man. <laughs> he just can't oh, hack it. He's inches away from driving to Dundee in his bare feet, which would suit him because <laughs> that's where he works. <laughs> that's where he works. <laughs> um, Stephen, yes. talk us through the lineup for the Dundee game because there was quite a few people returning. And well, I mean, it was fairly consistent on from the previous game. There weren't many changes. Gordon was back in, which was forced because Bain couldn't play against his, his parent club. Um, other than that, really, it was it was fairly similar yeah. to, to the previous game. I think McGregor was in a left back again. Henry replaced Ayer, Ayer who was left out. I mean, I, my if, boy Ayer, yeah, really, indeed, really done that. To be honest, that made sense because Ayer had played maybe 15, 16 games in a row, and maybe it was time to let let um, Henry have a have a shot at it. Didn't have the greatest of games right enough. But I'm sure we'll come on to that. But um, other than that, the, the lineup was was fairly consistent, and I I keep saying this, like everyone keeps asking for consistent lineups. let's play the same team every week but mm-hmm. it doesn't work as, as was uh, evidence there Chris I mean Celtic have sort of chopped and changed recently mm-hmm. who who do you sort of prefer out of I suppose the two main ones goalkeeping so we've got Golden and Bain vying Aye. for position and also we've got a, a bit of a quandary at centre half with mm-hmm. Hendry and I and Boyata what's your favour in those sort of positions it's going to be Craig Gordon for me um, I've seen a lot of kind of stuff about Scott Bain coming in everybody's Fucking creeping up pants around. You know I mean? like, <laughs> remember, he's a Dundee goalie. You know I mean, he's no the best in the league. You know I mean, Gordon is by miles. You know I mean? He best is the best. Um, and then at the back, Boyata just does my head in. I can't do him. So that's not about it. Knocking the ball, but at the back, Boyata just can't do it. No. Do you know what I mean? So it's got to be for me. It's got to be Ayer and Hendry. You know. 
See on so. Bain, the true test will be after he has a bad game because it will happen. It will yeah. come. Uh, the, he's fortunate in that he came in, played really well against Rangers, mm-hmm. and had and had good games up to this point. But he's he's obviously unavailable for this game. It'll be interesting to see how he recovers from the inevitable bad game. That's the only way we're going to truly be able to judge mm-hmm. him. I reckon it's it's a difficult one because. Everyone likes something new. When the new guy comes in the team, everyone's like, "I." But people forget, like you say, Chris. Like Craig Gordon's been great. He's been a terrific shot stopper, Mm -hmm. shot stopper for us. He's been brilliant. Why is that hundred clean sheets or something? Something like that. Indeed, yeah, that was his two hundredth appearance and his hundredth clean sheet. So yeah, I'll give that at all. I'm maybe being a wee bit hard on Scott being here, but. I just think no, Craig no. Gordon I think you've been fair. You know yeah. what I mean? I think there's, you're right. There's been a lot of not hysteria, but everyone's been excited about Scott Bain. But I think that's mostly because I mean, what was the alternative to Bain? Devies. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, and and anything, <laughs> when you're comparing Devies and Bain, Bain, then you're no, getting a bonus by Bain. Stephen Midfield, we sort of dropped in Cham, brought in Armstrong. Yeah, he was great against Ross County. He was the man of the match by a, a country yeah. mile. Wasn't as effective in this game, but really, no one was. This was this was yet another fairly. As I said, drab, fairly poor performance. And it's one of a series at home this season now. This is now having dropped more points at home this season than under Dahil and Mowbray. How dare you? I know, I know, I know, I know nobody <laughs> likes to hear that. I know that. I know nobody likes the, the comparison. I'm not comparing them as managers. But everyone keeps saying you can't compare this to last season. Well, OK, why don't we compare it to other seasons then? And, and and that's the case. So it's not been great. We've failed to score in five of the last 11 league games. It's been really difficult for us to do podcasts. Yeah. On, on, on really <laughs> boring games. I know. <laughs> so they've not scored in five of the last 11 league games after going scoring in all of them. It was up until a Hearts game we yeah. lost. And that, that was the scored in every game under the Rodgers. I mean, have you caught much of Celtic recently, Chris? What do you put this sort of slowing down down to? I don't know, man. I think I was thinking about it today. See that, see that Fat Boy Slim album. I'm number one, so why try harder? Yes, I mean, that's just what it feels like. like we just we're no longer going to win the league at a canter, so Aye. the players just know that. And you know what I mean? I think I no, know. I agree. I think there is something in that. I think they they, they definitely pick and choose mm. what, what games they play, um, and I think they just think, like you say, it'll happen sooner or later. Whether that's the league or whether that's somebody scoring, you mm. know. And and I think that's why I was I was pleased to see we'll get on to the Hamilton game probably pretty rapidly because there's not much to talk about <laughs> this on the game. But I was pleased to see Griffiths um, come on today because he's a player I think who's just is desperate to score, whereas the rest mm. of them are, are, are let it happen. He's he's the one to make it happen. Aye. As I said, Henry didn't have the greatest of game, and up until the Hamilton game, as we'll, we'll talk about, he hadn't played and he hadn't started a win yet. He was starting to get that sort of Gareth Bale. At yeah, that was, weird, level. yeah, that was a weird. That was a weird one. <laughs> it, was, it was strange. He had been involved in wins, obviously Ibrox and a couple of others, but he hadn't started one yet. And the Dundee game was no different. He had a few shaky moments, and um, he came out of the game looking sort of quite bad. Kind of like I've said with Bain, it'll be, it'll be good to see how they recover from the inevitable bad game. And and mm-hmm. and Henry's sort of had had his. He wasn't terrible, but he did have a few shaky moments on the ball. Others, he did carry the ball well, but he was put off for a bad one by Boyata. It was a total breakdown in communication. Aye. Yeah, where the two of them kind of came together. Boyata did enough to put Henry off. He sort of made his presence <laughs> felt and put Henry off, and the ball eventually got back to Gordon. But with, with Henry being in the team, I think it was Rio Ferdinand who was talking about John Stones a couple of seasons ago, who, and he said, look, you have to allow these guys the opportunity to go and play and make mistakes. If that's the way you want your teams to play, yeah. then you have to allow for the fact that this this is inevitably going to happen. Mm-hmm. So he's in a new team, didn't have the greatest of starts, as I say, because he hardly won a game <laughs> under, with him and the team. But um, but he's in, he's playing okay. He's done well for Scotland and you know he's going to hit these, these rocky patches. But uh, I like the look of him and I like him 
as Chris said, right next to Aya. The two of them look made for each other so far, but we'll see how it goes on. I like the end of the day, seeing them getting forward and stuff. Yeah, yeah. looks really good, really effective. Linked up well with Roberts, so it was good to see. It was a, it was a bit of a frustration for me, you know, seeing Roberts come back against Dundee. You know, I, I, I just, I think I'm just desperate for him to play to start. He ended up starting against Hamilton, but because I mean, would you, would you make a Paddy Roberts in his sort of second season at Celtic. I know it's been kind of underwhelming, isn't it? It's Aye. been disappointing, obviously, with injuries and stuff. Um, I'm ho- I just hope he gets a good run the team between now and the end of the season. We can see what he can do and then we can maybe make a decision on him at the end of the season. It, see- it seemed like a game, Stephen, that the, the, the game tailor-made for somebody like Musonda mm-hmm. or Roberts because like it, was a, it was a drab affair. Like Celtic right now, <clears throat> they're very comfortable in possession but, but they're almost too comfortable because mm. see, when they start easing into the game, they pass the ball side to side, they're pressing forward, there's guys making runs off and... and but that eventually slows down and it just becomes a pass side to side. Aye. It just becomes, we'll just keep the possession, we'll just keep the possession. And the crowd felt it during yeah. the Dundee game as well. The crowd was very flat eventually because it was I mean, absolutely nothing happening. And that's why Rogers pulled the, the Pedro special, the, the triple <laughs> substitution on the mark. But I was annoyed to see that none of them were Roberts no. or Musonda. I mean, I would... I mean, he knows better than, than I do, for sure. Knows nah, football. He knows football. Oh, well, we've never we've <laughs> never talked it through between me and Brendan. A bit of, remains to be seen, but I, I would have had one of them on because it was crying out for some some sort of spark. Sinclair I, was one of the ones to come off. His season is season's been really poor, Chris. I know. It's been. I don't know. I wonder if maybe players are just getting wise to him. Do you know what I mean? Like, last season he done. He was like cutting inside, and he was just doing the same thing week in week out, and he was beating players. I wonder if now maybe. Opposition is just getting wise to it, do you know yeah, what I mean? I think, there is, I think there is something um, to that. I don't know, maybe it's confidence as well, doesn't it? But he's, he's maybe, maybe it's he's overconfidence, maybe it's like there's an overconfidence maybe, yeah. in the whole team. He has, he has become predictable. With the, I mean, how many times have we talked about this oh. season with Sinclair? Now, he has become predictable, but, uh, but as we said, I, I made the ludicrous comparison with Arjen Robin. Not so much a comparison, but the example is that there's nothing wrong with having one trick as long as, you're, as, long as you're absolutely good and committed to it Aye. and you can pull it off. But Sinclair is becoming very, very predictable. You can tell what he's going to do. You can tell by his body shape that he's making. He's about to cut inside, and right. it's, it's not difficult to deal with. So once the goals have dried up with Sinclair, obviously started the season banging them in. But I mean, when was the last time he scored? Again, something we keep talking about week after week is he is still the top scorer in this in this squad, but <laughs> yeah. he hasn't scored for for months. It, it seems it's like a weird one. Like the lack of goals in this Celtic team has been pretty astonishing this season. Mm. You know, we've got Sinclair on nine, and we've got now Griffith is on nine. And Belly's on eight, but that is a far, far cry from the likes of Chris Broyd, even Morelos and Windass and Schalke. Kyle Lafferty's on double figures. You know, oh. all these guys, all these guys are not really doing it up front for, for Celtic. Rogic and Cham, Edward came on for Sinclair. Griffiths did come on for Dembele, but like you say, it didn't seem by that time the game was the game was done. It didn't seem to make any difference. The the triple substitution, I think Rogers actually alluded to the fact that he brought them on not only to, to change the game, but to get the, the crowd back involved. It, yeah. was, it, it was very flat by this point, and it, they needed something to boost it, really. But n- nothing nothing really worked. It was just another one of those games. There have been far too many of them at home this season, really. I mean, that's... I think that they've drawn six yeah. that, this, this season. Yeah, drawn six out of 16 games at home this season, which is which is baffling, really. See, the thing is, like, I've, I've worked in retail for the last 10 years, right? So this is the first, first <laughs> year. This is the first year I've had a season ticket. Right. And it's been just the most disappointing experience in my life, man. Just, Do you, there's been a lot of chat online that, that people sort of think that the, the home fans are getting shortchanged by, you know, the performances at home in the league and in Europe. Do you sort of feel that, do you feel that the club should go, well, not the club, but the team should make, especially home, an extra effort to try and, you know? I don't know. I mean, obviously, you just want Celtic to win. You know what I mean, you just want to get three points. You know what I mean? 
you don't want them to get out there thinking, oh, we need to put on a show and draw in fucking four each every week or something. Well, do you know I, what I, mean? I don't like, know. I mean, I would, I would, I would certainly think that they should, there should be an extra impetus at home. There, I mean, drawing nil-nil at home at Dundee is a rank result. And see if we weren't so close to the league, see if this was like earlier on in the season, mm. I think people would be a bit more annoyed about Aye. it. Well, Dundee had lost six of their previous eight games going into this game as well. So uh, they hadn't scored against, well, still haven't, obviously, because it was nothing East, but they haven't scored against Celtic all season mm. in f- four attempts. So they're not a great team. And McCann, McCann was loving it after the game. He's been talking nonstop about how, basically, it was a, a sort of tactical masterclass from, from Wee Neely. And he's just he's been <laughs> on about it. And then, of course, they went out and get horsed off the Huns for yeah. now at the weekend. So that both and that re- shows you what you can do to a Dundee team. Yeah, right, very know. true. I mean, both results will have suited McCann, as they were saying. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So that was that was nil-nil, I think, agreeably. An absolute drab affair. That, that was nine draws for the season, which just... It's not stinking, you know. It's not. It's not horrible, but it's no. just not good. It's just not no. good enough. Um, we moved on then to Hamilton away. That pitch. <laughs> that, now, it hadn't occurred to me before, but see if you're a really poor football team down the bottom of the league, you could give yourself an advantage by mm. installing a plastic pitch Aye. because they're <laughs> so difficult to play on, and a lot of teams drop guys. Presumably that's why we didn't start Craig Gordon. Yeah, today. that's exactly it. Yeah, that because Jozo just... doesn't play on plastic. No, you know what I mean. Luckily for us, Jules wasn't really doing it at the moment mm. anyway, so he doesn't play. So you give yourself quite an advantage, Stephen, by pulling on one of these plastic pitches. <laughs> Absolutely. Financially as well as tactically against Celtic. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's exactly why um, Gordon didn't go in because he's just he's only just recovered from from his injury. And I mean, with his, his record with when he injuries, it, it made sense to put Bain back in. But yeah, not not a classic again. No. <laughs> and, and, and again, it was one of these ones where Celtic, Chris, had all the possession. Aye. But At one point in the second half, it was 90-10. Yeah, yeah it was Celtic had all the possession, but there just wasn't enough happening. I don't think we were getting Roberts on the ball often enough. No. Sinclair was having a pretty quiet game. What did you make of the, the Hamilton game? Ah, it wasn't up to much at all. It's, just, it's, frustrating. it's frustrating for me because I really liked Dembele. I think he's amazing, but he's no, we're no using him, right? It feels mm. like to me. like He's just kind of isolated up there himself. He's no getting the service. Um, he's coming deep to try and win the ball and there's nobody running in behind him. Just, yeah. Isn't he? It's just a shame, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that that's really annoying me this season. So he's getting a lot of stick in belly, you know, Aye. and there's a lot of chat. It's a lot of chat, typical chat of we always talk about Stephen, the overreaction to the overreaction. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a lot of chat about who's better than Belly or Griffiths. Mm-hmm. And there's people going, You shouldn't have favourites. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right to have favourites. As long as Lee Griffiths isn't your favourite for bad reasons, <laughs> you know what I mean? Aye, it's like kind of it's like our Aldi version of Messi versus Ronaldo. You yeah. have to be Aye. absolutely strong opinions either way. You can't like both. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Chris, I'm gonna just I'm gonna put it to you. Right. Do you have a favourite? And if so, who's your favourite? Well, the two of them Dembele. Aye. Um but really I want to see the two of them playing together. Yeah. I yeah. What I mean when Dembele scored the wee flicks yeah. through the goal. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Provided by Griffiths. Griffiths, yeah. of course, yeah. And then Dembele playing again with another striker against the, uh, against Rangers a couple of weeks ago when he set up Edward. Yeah. You see him coming deep, winning the ball, laying it after Edward, boom, 3-2. Just want to see me at that. Just want to see his play with two strikers. Oh, I know. Not much to ask. I, I, it's not, it's, <laughs> it, sh- it shouldn't cause us any trouble. You know, if, know, if there's nothing else to do. I think that's what we need to do. I think that's... Maybe what the problem is, why it is so flat and just maybe change it up a wee bit, you know what I mean? On you saying um, Dembele wasn't really been used properly, it, uh, that could be tactics or it could just be how these teams are setting up because I felt the same about Roberts today mm. um, against Hamilton Ackies. Hamilton are sitting so deep and so disinterested in attacking. Really, you're passing to Roberts. Roberts did see quite a bit of the ball, but he's picking it up with his back to goal and turning and trying to beat a couple of players, but no one's really taking him, no one's really coming to him, so he, again, he's forced back in and cutting inside. He and McGregor linked up quite well 
um, on a, a few occasions. And actually, I'd, I'd quite like to give McGregor a wee nod because in the last few games, he's been absolutely brilliant. And he's, he just, he fills in wherever he's asked to. He played left back and he, he did well with Armstrong and Sinclair on that left. And now he's out in the kind of wide right and yeah. in a more advanced mm-hmm. position from one game to the next. There's no... There's no, oh, he needs a run of games at these positions. No no allowances are made for Callum McGregor. He just comes in and just does Aye. a good job. So he worked quite well with Roberts on that on that side. But Roberts, it just again, a few good touches, a couple of decent dribbles, but just it's probably just another game for him I, with the opposition I, I, involved. I feel, I feel that Roberts is going to run out a runway here. Mm. I feel he's not going to get up to speed yeah. by the time the season finishes, and I, I do feel bad for the guy. But again, it was a, it was a game, Chris, that sort of lacked spark, lacked mm. imagination, just the same as what we've been saying, very right. pedestrian, very slow. And again, it was another one where you're left thinking, are the guys on the bench possibly able to do a better job than the guys that started the game? Because they started the bench with Griffiths, Armstrong. There was also... Musonda was on the bench as well. So that, like you said, there's probably needs to be something to switch it up because the best one in the world, you know, you want to see a bit of excitement in these aye, games. Definitely, aye. And we picked, I, I just, we, we picked the wrong time to record the podcast on the, off the back of two pretty terrible games. <laughs> but unfortunately, that's a, that's a, that's a job. We have to talk about <laughs> them. But, I just wish Celtic would just give us a wee bit more in these games, you know? know. It's annoying. There's players on the bench that can just score goals out of nothing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You get Armstrong, Musonda could probably do it. He's not done it yet, but he probably mm. could. You know I mean? He's got it in his locker. And um, Griffiths as well. Instead of that, we're just passing the ball about, just fucking side to side and hoping we can just work it into the net and it's just no how, working, how do you, you know what I mean? How do you think it's worked out for Masunda? Because I, I liked him. He started Aye. with a lot of fanfare and there's been a lot of chat mm-hmm. in the last week. Tam McManus, another spicy, spicy hot take. <laughs> uh, he, he's doing it every week now. Um, but Chris Sutton also said that, you know, Chris Sutton said we signed Masunda. Uh, he came out with a lot of fanfare. He was meant to be the big signing and now Brendan Rodgers just doesn't play him. What, do you, what did you make of him when he started and what do you think's happened along the line? I looked good when he started, and especially against Zenit when he Aye. set up McGregor's goal. That was amazing. And then, I don't know what it is. Is he not getting his chances? He hasn't been involved at all. It hasn't been involved at all in the previous four games to the Hamilton Ackies one. I actually heard... for Chelsea this season. Is that right? Yeah, I could believe that, yeah. I heard the Totally Football podcast, and Pat Nevin was on, and someone emailed in to ask... You know, what's happened with Masonda because he's kind of Chelsea Chelsea connected and all that Pat imagine Pat asking Evan. Pat Evans' opinion I know. On <laughs> <laughs> um, he said oh, someone asked well, what's happened to him is he is he maybe been saved with a focus on next season and Pat Evans just said well maybe maybe he'll be good next season because it's a big step up you know it, people underestimate Celtic's a big a big step up from what he'd previously been doing in youth football it's the biggest step you'll make in your career is mm-hmm. going from that youth level to mm-hmm. first team anywhere but I mean Having said that, he has played a, a good bit of football. He played for, is it Betis? Real yeah, Betis yeah, played, yeah, yeah. played near enough a whole season for them. Mm-hmm. Played a little bit for Chelsea. So I'm not, I'm not entirely sure why he hasn't played at all. Oh. I mean, it, it looks kind of small for for this league, but yeah. it, it was that size when they signed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm not I'm not stressing about it. There's a, it's a year and a half loan. Aye. Chris, we brought him a year and a half for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, but then it's an 18 month loan, but three of that's away already. Yeah, well, <laughs> aye, and, but there isn't. There's always next season, and I, and I think with Roberts leaving, then we saw that making more of a chance. That's true. It maybe just needs a bit of time because up here, down south, it would have got more time on the ball. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah, more space. Up here, he's got like three men on him straight away. Do you know what I mean? Because they know what he can do, so they're right in about him, hassling him. So. That, that is that's been a, that's been something that you've seen a lot. Again, there was Aye. another red card in this game this this time against uh, for a foul on Kieran Tierney. Hmm. Which I mean, did, I mean the red card. What do you make? That? In my opinion, you know, Chris Sutton was sort of saying, you know, that's never a red card that soft. It, it, he got booked, and then right after he got booked, 
he's wrestling with Kieran Tierney again. Mm-hmm. I had tough a dozen dodgy tackles throughout that game. Not I mean, it was only a matter of time for he sent off. So Tierney was in for a bit of, a bit of treatment in this game. It has so to be said. Yeah, as for the sending off itself, I, I understood. The second booking is always seen as differently to the first booking. Yeah. No one ever sees them as two bookable right. offences. People look, look at the booking that leads to a sending off and think, well, it's a bit harsh to send them off, but that's, that's not really how it's supposed to work. It's, it's yeah, A booking's a booking, yeah. regardless. And that's, of, I, if he'd done that in isolation, it would have been a yeah. booking. We got something in this game that we didn't get in the last game, Stephen. Goals. Oh, yeah, I, of course. <laughs> well, do you know what? We said that this wasn't a classic, but see, see, watching the game, I thought we were off to an absolute cracker. Dembele should yeah, have scored uh, after six uh, seconds. Mm-hmm. The length of a Vine video and Dembele, <laughs> Dembele should have scored. In fact, he really should have scored. It was, that was the best chance he probably had the whole game. But even after that, a couple of minutes in, McGregor scored. And I thought, right, this is going to be, this so is going to be a, cra- yeah. a cracker here, but yeah, it kind of fizzled out after that point. It was a, it was a great take by McGregor. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was, a, it was a lovely finish because be the keeper at the near post and off the post after I'd been set up by Roberts. Um, that's just it. I, I thought, right, this is it. We're going to settle into the game, get five or six against Hamilton. Something that's never, it's never really happened this, much this season. We've never really gone out and absolutely gubbed anyone. Looked like they were going to do it against, was that Hearts? Scored three oh, in the first half. Yeah. And that looked as if it was going to be on to a record, a cricket score. <laughs> but yeah, the foot, foot kind of came off the gas at that point. A lot of passing, a lot of possession. I mean, I'd love Do to see... Do you want the stats? Yeah. I'll, I'll give as I said, want the stats? There was I'll a point the in the second half where it was 90%, 10%, and that's very rarely seen. Uh, but Yeah, Celtic finished the game with 76 overall possession. Really? <laughs> but you know what's the most worrying stat for me? Now, when I was watching the game, I thought our shooting was particularly pish, to be oh, honest with you. And Jam had his usual and usual wild ones. Somebody uh, needs to tell in Jam that he can't score goals from between <laughs> the box. Stop, stop, stop doing that. One of these days, it's the, going to happen. The belly free kicks, pish. We had 20 shots. Six of them ended up on target. Mm. One, was, did you see, there was one that went over a couple of fences and they basically just lost the I, ball. <laughs> the ball boy was away for about 10 minutes looking for it. On, on Dembele's free kicks, he's he's kind of in the Griffiths boat now, but he scored a couple recently yeah. and he thinks, right, I'm going to take them all. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a kind of dying art taking free kicks in modern football because you don't really... You know whose fault it is? Ronaldo's. Yeah, yes, yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> I, was, I, I knew exactly what you were going to say there. In the days where he passes for a free kick specialist, a, a, a yearn for the days of Janino at, um, at Lyon. Uh, not, not the Janino Pernambucano. That's the very one, not the Celtic <laughs> one, the real one. Uh, Nakamura, of course. I mean, but Ronaldo is. I think there was a stat last season, a hilarious stat, where he'd scored something like one in ninety odd attempts. Right, wow. I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> and genuinely, I'm not even joking. See if I ran up and hit the ball as hard as I possibly could at a goal ninety times, one of them might creep in. And that's I'm I'm no world class player by any, any stretch of the imagination. My level at football is when you're playing fives and you do the random numbers before it and everyone, you know, someone yeah. turns their back. If you turn around and see me, you're not gutted. That, that's, that's my level at five or six. It's funny because that, that is my level. And I get picked somebody's fives. Oh, fuck's sake, not Flynn. That's, that's, that's how you get fives. I'm not the best. No, I'm not the best. I'm pissed. Not the best. I spent like, all my time when I was younger like, playing football manager instead of yeah. playing football. Yeah, you know I mean? uh, so. that's it. Aye, aye. Playing football manager. Well, don't knock it. Look at Ian Cathro. <laughs> Where is Ian Cathro? I don't know. You, you ruined him. You ruined him in this podcast. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Hamilton scored a mistake by Ayer mm, yeah. now I think I've laid off Ayer the past couple of weeks Chris I don't mm. know if you're a regular listener to a podcast if you're not it's fine you know it's alright to say we'll never listen <laughs> um, I, I thought Ayer was getting a bit better but again he just got turned and who was it was it Bingham yeah that, but he was a decent, he's decent yeah he put himself him. about a good bit right, right. Ayer is, is sometimes guilty of being 
too close to his man at times. Now, that'll come with experience. He is still young and still learning the position, as it were, but he gets too tight to his man sometimes and he's caught over these these balls over the over the top. It happened against Ross County, was it, where Bain made a really yeah. good save early on in the game. Um, so he was kind of stuck under that a wee bit. Guy handballed it, but it wasn't deliberate. He did gain a clear advantage from it because he sort of rolled it into his own path with, with his hand, but it would have been really hard to call that back. But again, we just... we need to accept that if, if we're going to build these guys for the future, they're going to make yeah. the, the odd yeah. mistake here and there. Because it wasn't so long ago, we were talking about Ayer and Henry now the same way we've talked about Simunovic and Sviatchenko two seasons ago. Those those two guys were the future of the position, yeah. as it seemed then. So we just we need to allow these guys to, to find their feet. My, my, my problem now is these mistakes and the way we're playing, it's acceptable. And I don't mean it should be utterly unacceptable because at the end of the day we won the game. But after the Dundee game, Brendan Rodgers came out and says we played well, that was good enough. Today, he's come out and said, aye, that was a good game, happy at that. That that grates me a wee bit because mm. we should be, Chris, trying to play a wee bit better than that. Aye, definitely. What do you make? Do you think Brendan Rodgers, I mean, he's never going to throw the players under the bus, but do you think maybe <laughs> privately he's having a word with them? I think so, maybe. I Just finishing needs to get better, doesn't it? It's yeah. just that's... Just want to see more goals. I mean, Rangers are <laughs> that's, that's the game, game isn't it? Rangers have outscored us this season. I know. You know I mean? We don't ask for much, but gonna score more goals. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Rogers recently spoke about wanting to sprint over the finish line, but yeah. pff, I mean, you're like, slithering I, over the finish. Uh, line. It depends what kind of sprint we're talking about. Are we talking Didi Agat sprint or are we talking Stephen Presley yeah. sprint? You know, when <laughs> someone like wins a cycling race and they're way out in the front and like a hundred yards before the finish line, they take their hands off the yeah. and they've got the fucking helmet off and they're ah, waving. Yeah. That's what we're doing now. <laughs> Meanwhile, everyone else behind us is. Crawling and slithering and cutting each other's throats. No, we're we're actually we're doing that. We ever seen the, the clip of that marathon runner who's going over the the finish line with shit dripping down their legs? We're shitting ourselves over the line. Very hard. So we're good. We're def, We're going to get there, obviously. But you know, you would like a, a little bit of panache on the way. But well, nah. speaking of panache, we got Mister Panache. He came on at half time. Lee Griffiths hmm. um, scored within about what sixty seconds within the minute on. because his first touch in the game was taken centre and his second touch. 57 seconds yeah. I think it was later was, was heading in so much better for Sinclair on that one ah, yeah that was him doing what he was doing last season yeah. it, was, it was good so it was good to see uh, great I mean Sinclair doing what he done last season as you were saying Chris Lee Griffiths doing what he does best sniffing it out deft wee header and then after that it was tools down so after today that, that puts us 13 points clear of, of Rangers at, at the top of the league but you look down the league you know Rangers Aberdeen both on the same points Aberdeen bottled it again hmm. yesterday uh, Hibs as well had a bit of a stinking result but they're still in the mix how good would it be to see Rangers not finish second <laughs> that would be magic yeah. <laughs> there was a brief moment yesterday um, when the results were, were were happening kind of live during the games um, where Kamarnock were winning and Rangers were drawing yeah. and I thought they're getting closer here this, mm. that. and I think they've got a game in hand Kamarnock as well so I thought uh, imagine imagine Steve Clark finished above or managed to drag Kelly above Rangers Aye. in the league, you would not only give him manager of the year for that alone, you would retroactively give him every manager of the year for every year of his life. <laughs> yeah. the, last, the last 45. Well, I agree, because Kamarnock, who are the form team, they now have got a game in hand against Hamilton, who, who we just beat, and that would take them on to 55 points. So, you know, it's only 10 behind Rangers, but how many games are after the split? Five? Yeah, five. five. So, I mean, it's not... It's not Unsurpassable. Is nah, that the word, Chris? You're an author, you tell me. <laughs> aye, aye. Is that the word? Okay. Insurmountable. Uh, insurmountable. Yeah. I'll keep that up. We killed Rangers' confidence mm. when we beat them a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got them again. 
next week, the next game before the split fixtures are announced on Monday. Um, because you know why they wait to announce the split fixtures? Because a very, very long time ago, Hugh Dallas got hit with a coin, and now they have to make sure that Rangers and Celtic don't play each other when they win. And saying that into it, it's mental. So it's mental. It's 2018. You know I know, I mean? it's, it's the only country where the, this would happen as well. We try oh. and keep it apart. Look, yesterday, the, the Manchester Derby to mm-hmm. decide the, the league, not decide the league, I mean, it's already Aye. decided, but they could have won it against their, their, their biggest rivals, their, mm-hmm. their local rivals. You've got guys involved in that, like Mourinho and all that. That could have descended into madness, but, and, oh. <laughs> but it just wouldn't be allowed to fly. In Scotland, it just it just wouldn't. We so. hate, we, we, because we hate ourselves in this country, really. I mean, Scottish <laughs> football really does hate itself, <laughs> doesn't it? It's like, it begrudgingly does <laughs> things and they, they, they repeatedly just try to shoot themselves in the foot. So we need to wait till everything's decided and then the, the, the computer, amazingly, will work out. <laughs> um, but we get to face them, Chris, in the cup. Celtic mm-hmm. are going for the treble, double treble, mm-hmm. six, quick maths. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you go into the game? Gone to the Van League, but I've got a season ticket, but I've yeah. never gone to the cup game now. I, I especially enjoy semi finals against Rangers because mm-hmm. it lets them just get just that wee bit closer. It gives them the hope, and it's the hope that kills them. Aye. Because I think we can agree that when they played us in the league, Chris, you remember the build up. They genuinely thought they had a chance. Aye. It's dead cute. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> cute, isn't it? And do you know what? They come, on, they come into this game once again. It seems to be that every time we go to record a sort of pre pre-Huns game podcast they are coming off a decent result that kind of mm-hmm. confidence building result so it, it doesn't take much for them they will have seen they beat Dundee 4-0 Celtic drew nothing each with Dundee so the maths start Aye. start ticking Aye. away in the head well that, there it is so do you know what fair play them as you said the perfect word for it is cute Get get behind your wee team and by all means turn up your thing you're going to win it but, but, but I will say this Rangers are eventually in fact Rangers are overdue a Glasgow Derby win because see when I look back at the the 90s you know how all these people on Twitter are saying remember the 90s how poor we were Mm. we still won Glasgow Derbies we were finishing fourth and fifth in the league and Rangers were still beating them eh? we were still beating them so well even Melly talks um, on this podcast about how his first ever game was a game against Rangers they won 3-0 at Hamden Pierre Van Hooydonk scored and that was that diabolical Celtic team that was well it's a really poor season the Hamden season still managed to get a 3-0 victory over over Rangers Mm. somehow you just can't imagine it with this Rangers team at all. No, no, just, definitely not. And, but it's accepted, isn't it? Because there's like mm-hmm. this talk that all oh, Rangers are getting closer. They're getting, there's no getting closer. I there know. is either winning or not winning. Mm-hmm. Like, is that Yoda? There is no try. There is no wins, only a couple of draws. Hyped up draws. <laughs> and I think how, how much they hyped those up as well. I think it was Murty had managed a couple of draws yeah. against Celtic. And so that was that was at the tide mm-hmm. was turning. It's easy pleased. We were at that game at Ibrox, Stephen. It was it was brilliant. What a day! Oh yeah, and uh, uh, that was that was terrific. Covered on the podcast. Also, we were at the semi final um, last yeah, season yeah. at Hamden against the Huns. That was a lovely old time as well. <laughs> that was uh, the one McGregor scored yeah. early on. Yeah. So cast your minds back this Scottish Cup run for those who can't remember. Probably just us in this room. <laughs> um, Celtic started against Brecon City five 0 Rangers started against Fraserburgh. Then progressed past Partick Thistle. We did. That was a that was a three two game. Rangers murdered Air United. Imagine what the imagine what the crowd would have been like at that game. Rangers versus Air. <laughs> Staunch. Um, Celtic, Greenock Morton, Rangers beat Falkirk. And that leaves us with Aberdeen and Motherwell in the other semi final and Celtic v Rangers. Chris, how much pressure do you think is on Celtic to complete the treble this year given how poor the league not poor the league form is, but how bad the performances in the league have been? I don't know, it seems too good to be true almost, do you know what I mean? Like two trebles back to back, like 
I sat up, I've been done before. If we no, no, it hasn't, no. You know I mean? no. Sure. Um, and the, the idea of this treble this season, I don't I don't want to be kind of down on it, but I think the Celtic fans have put up with an awful lot this season. Put up's maybe a strong term. <laughs> no, <laughs> put up's a strong term. I just mean... Aye. There's been a lot of allowances given to these sort of really boring draws at Celtic Park and these sort of substandard results, but still getting the win because, well, we've still got a treble coming. We've still got a treble coming. So that's a lot of eggs to put in that basket. I think, mm-hmm. although a double would still be great this season, obviously, but I think the, the season as a whole would be viewed in a completely different light if the treble was, was to go away somehow because... Ronnie Dyla, to his credit, won a double yeah. and, and almost won a treble. So a, a big game. I mean, I know we have a wee joke at the hands expense, but it is a big game. They're going to be up for it. And they started like a house on fire, if that's even a term. I may have well just made that bad. But <laughs> I don't know how that starts. But anyway, they, they started really well at Ibrox before the Celtics Celtic took over the game. But they're going to be up for this. They're going to be confident. Whether it's unfounded confidence as it tends to be mm-hmm. with them remains to be seen. But it's... No doubt it's a huge game. Would you, Chris, there's a lot of talk always every week about the Celtic lineup. Would you bring any of the guys and would you start Roberts? Would you start Masonda? Are you going to start Griffiths and Belly? Who would you like to see sort of feature um, in this match? Obviously, it's got to be Gordon and Goals, I think, for me. You think um, so? You think Gordon and Goals? to be, surely. Um, he's still the first choice, let's aye, face it. I mean, I mean, yeah, ben, he's not bogged out. Aye. aye um, really want to see Griffiths and Belly up front, so yeah. I think that will just terrorise them. So. Mm. I'd like to. I agree. I'd like to see us take the game to Rangers. Aye. You know, one thing that just in the back of my mind, like you say, it's a big game. It'll be a difficult game, Steve. But one thing in the back of my mind is, you know, a Celtic team they, when they need to turn up, they do. Like that performance against Rangers at Ibrox was really, really it was brilliant. Consider yeah. we rolled out of ten men, mm-hmm. and I think there is an element of we, we know we're going to win the league. We're going to win the league yeah. anyway. If we drop mm-hmm. points this week, we'll pick them up next week. It's fine. Aye. But when the cup competitions come around, sort of like right. We're going to attack this game now. And that, that's what I want to see. I want to see a repeat of that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that they really had to dig deep at Ibrox. That, was, that wasn't just a case of just turning up and, and doing the business. That was They really had to dig deep, as you say, especially with the 10 men, and especially going behind twice. So I'm not sure about lineup. I wouldn't play Lustig because he's been <laughs> nightmarish recently. In fact, he came, Sorry, he came back against Dundee. He came back against Dundee and there were several moments in that game, just to go back to this, where... He would pick up the ball on the right-hand side and just pass it back inside without looking. Without looking that he had the entire right-hand side to himself. So it takes the ball in without even the intention of getting forward. There was one moment where he passed it back into Henry, I think it might have been, and the whole crowd just groaned because they could see the amount of space he had in, but he didn't look. He just passed it straight back inside as if just somebody else take this. And then when he realised what he had done, then he switched on and said, well, and then looked really up for getting the ball. Right, give me it back. I'm going to go on a run here. So uh, he's he seems mentally and physically just miles off the pace. I, I don't mean he's slow. It's slow in the <laughs> head. Yeah, so, I, just, I just mean he's not, yeah. I, I don't know, he's not firing at all. I, I, reluctant to say he's done, but also brackets, he's done. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I'm just, I just don't, I, I just try not to say a player's done yeah. until he looks done. Uh-huh. Um do you think Lee Griffiths, guys, do you think he laid a claim for a start? Always does um, when he when he plays. I just don't think he'll play at, at Dembele's expense. I think Rodgers just plain prefers Dembele. But how you, you get the two of them into the team, I'm not sure. Does Griffiths maybe take on the role that McGregor did against Hamilton Aki's in that sort of inside right position? Mm-hmm. Has he ever really been effective there, though? I remember oh. he started under Rodgers in that kind of wide right I remember did he play against Redimps and the kind of right wing or something like that he's never really been fancied there since but then 
McGregor had a good game, so where do you, where do you squeeze him? Because I'm almost certain McGregor will play in the game. I think so, definitely. It's got to be McGregor. You know, yeah. whoever you play up front, though, they're, they're probably going to score against Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I, know like, I mean, you could t- take a pick for McGregor or Roger. They both always have Aye. a good game against Rangers. Yeah. The Bailey and Griffiths always have a good game against Aye. Rangers. So does Roberts, but then has he done enough to get, to get in the team? I, I think wouldn't... he'll start. You think so? Heady Forrest? I think so. I think he'll start. I think he's got enough in the tank now. A couple of games, a full, was that a full game almost yeah. this mm-hmm. week, this weekend? What does he get? An hour he came out, I think it was Dundee. eight. Musonda eventually came on for him aye, for a couple of steps. Like five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> aye, aye. Um, he's, got, he's got enough in the tank. It was a bad injury, but I think he's, he's a bit of trickery mm. um, that we probably need against Rangers. He, he, I mean, he's basically ruined a couple of their fullbacks' careers. Yeah. Been, remember, it was the Beerman he absolutely roasted. And Never he, seen again. I, no, I don't even know if he's still at Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a couple of them like that. Who was the other guy? Was it John? Declan John, maybe? Bible John. Uh, Bible Declan, <laughs> Bible John. <laughs> uh, Lee Wallace, I'm, I'm sure, is, is still recovering uh, somewhere. RIP. Uh, RIP. I mean, this is, this is, Brendan Rodgers actually said earlier in the week that the first split game should be Rangers. He mm. says it'd be a sad indictment, but we could end up playing two two games against Rangers back to back. Which one would you again? say? Mm. Yeah, again, more important for you in terms of performance, definitely the set cup oh, semi-final? Yeah, aye, without question. If you, what's my choice? What's my would you rather here? Would, lay, lay would you rather <laughs> have a lap dance from your mum? Or, <laughs> 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 uh, no, your, your choice here is would you rather drop points to Rangers in the league but mm. beat them in the cup? Purely hypothetical. No, absolutely. But no, without question, I yeah, I, I think we could survive that. We'd need to put up with all the gloating and how we're go- they're back and they're going to win the league next yeah. season. We'd need to put mm-hmm. up with that for a few months, but I mean, it'd be worth the cost of that to, to win another treble. Aye. Chris? Aye, definitely. I'd take it as well. Would you? Aye. I think as well, if we, if we beat Rangers in the semi and then it comes, comes to, I would say Aberdeen are going to win another semi and Aberdeen just bought a lot against the Yeah, 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 yeah so they so always do. We'll beat them. I so. think Rangers are in trouble. Um, as far as the league goes, because their record against the top six is, mm. is pretty poor, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and especially against us. And, and we're, we're, I mean, now we're back to more or less, mm, more <laughs> or less full strength, mm-hmm. you know. So we've already sort of touched on. You just want Gordon back. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to see Lustig back nah, and right back. No, so you want to see back so. three again. Oh, that's a tricky one because he rarely plays a back three against Rangers. So we thought that might have been the case at Ibrox there, but they played Ayer as a makeshift right back. We've not really got mm. many options there if you don't play Lustig because Ralston's out on loan and he doesn't fancy Gamble at all. So do you play another makeshift right yeah. back? I, I don't like it to be perfectly honest. I don't think I don't think it's fair putting guys out there who aren't comfortable with it. Callum McGregor would play anywhere yeah. if you if you fancied <laughs> it. Kieran Tierney's played right back for for Scotland, but that would be a complete waste of him in one of these games. So I wouldn't I wouldn't touch that. Does that maybe just leave a back three? Stuart Armstrong at right back? <laughs> I don't know. But, um, it's hard to say because I want to fit Comper in. Do you? <laughs> no, no, absolutely no chance. He's here. Surprised the big man's funeral never made the news. <laughs> nah, he's, he's clearly... Oh, he's, out, he's out of the picture, isn't he? Completely. And again, much like Masonda, yes, we might have him on an 18-month loan, but... That's, that's dripping, no, dripping away already. I mean, uh, no, he's not on a loan actually. He's permanent. It's an 18-month deal, isn't it? Uh, it's permanent. So you're just a wee sidebar here. What do you make, Chris, of, of Brendan Rodgers' signings under Celtic? Hmm. Because, uh, I mean, there's you could, you could... You know, if Compere doesn't work out, Gamboa's not worked out... That's quite a list, isn't there? A yeah, kind you, of signings. You could start looking at that made, going... In that last window, who would have thought that the, the four major signings that came in, you know, a Bundesliga and Champions League experienced defender, Charlie Masonda, who's one of the most fancied you know, 
players in young players in Britain, and then you've got two two guys from Dundee sneaking in the back door. Who would have thought that the two of them have yeah, been aye. by far the most significant signings? Ah, that's true. I seen it. There was a thing today. People were saying, you know, I think questions need to be asked to this guy Congerton. Yeah, he was kind of hmm. he's he was head of recruitment, he? Aye, aye. head of recruitment. Because the kind of the best players in there, Ronnie Dyla signings. Still, so, still, uh, and I think there's, there's there's like I think there's a good case to be made for for a line to be sort of drawn underneath this team in the summer when when we get some sort of exodus, which looks to be on the cards with the amount of guys that are mm-hmm. coming out of contract mm-hmm. and giving Brendan Rodgers the chance to start again. Mm-hmm. So let's just quickly run through our sort of preferred starting 11s for the Rangers team. Mm-hmm. We're going with Griffiths at the back. Griffiths at the back? Yeah, so Griffiths, Griffiths and goal. <laughs> Gordon at the back. Who's yeah. your centre-half pairing, boys? Uh, I would go three at the back. Three? So I would... Um, Aye, our boy, sadly, and Henry. So same, same as the Hamilton Aki's game then, kind of similar to that. Yeah, Aye. in the absence of any kind of viable right-back options, I would I would go the same then, because I think Tierney, Tierney against Hamilton Aki's was, was getting booted up and down that, that line, but if, in fairness to him, he kept going, he kept getting up and down. So I want Tierney as far forward, causing them problems as, mm-hmm. as possible. See, see, to be honest, I think the performance against Hamilton for a number of reasons probably won't mirror the performance against Rangers more so because that Hamden pitch compared to that Hamilton pitch mm. you know it, it's complete Aye. night and day mm-hmm. midfield and Cham or Armstrong that seems to be a mm. if Armstrong coming back Armstrong mm. always seems to play well against Rangers Aye, but definitely. Cham played well who, who mm. you having Chris? Yeah, I'd probably get Armstrong in the for last one I really like him Cham but last maybe couple of weeks no I know uh, it's, it's sort of grudgingly I said this in I the know. podcast last week grudgingly Aye. prefer Armstrong it's getting quite tricky in Cham he was doing a, a, had quite a lot of kind of nice pieces of skill against Hamilton Ackies, but mm. Armstrong based on his performance against Ross County deserves at least a look didn't play at all against Hamilton Ackies, but they could be realistically both Aye. both fitted in if you if you let Brown just sort of sit at the back and the, the two of them either side of him getting forward maybe does that but I'm going to end up listing about 17 players here Aye. <laughs> that's why I'm only giving you the choice of two yeah. as far just to go back to the back three a minute do you do you acknowledge their strengths Rangers because as much as they're not a great team their wings are quite good yeah. that, those, I think you have to play fullbacks I guess maybe Rangers. maybe quite good is stretching it but those are their strengths they have Tavernier and John either right. side and Murphy and Candias Candias who both who all of those played quite well Murphy, at Ibrox I, I, Murphy doesn't really worry me I don't think Graham Doris is up to much and ah. the, but the reason I brought them up is because they did get in behind Ayer quite a few times mm-hmm. early on against Ibrox rather so do you do you take that risk do you, do you allow them those ring the, the wings because that's a lot of pressure to put on James Forrest is, is he going to get up and down and chase both of these guys you make me think too much I know I know. Oh, <laughs> just, <laughs> just give you a, just, give, just list a dream team and then yeah, go I was feeling dead confident before this game <laughs> I know you're, you're, you're just sweating and you're dreading it now. <laughs> you make me think you're giving me a sore head <laughs> listen for me I play Paddy Roberts mm. I think I just play higher at back right um, mm. him or McGregor but has to, I think we need to play some sort of wingers some uh, sort of fullback mm-hmm. sorry I, I want to play Tom Rogic as well right. Sinclair and I'm going with I'm going with Dembele mm-hmm. that, that's that's the bare bones of my team um, because it's just we get enough of our best players on the park and we play our game Rangers don't cause us problems mm-hmm. yeah very true you know going into this form goes out the window no it doesn't you know Rangers have lost two of the last five games now mm-hmm. drawn one they've only won two of the last five so mm-hmm. aye. Man, for, aye. man for man every area of the pitch we are better than them yeah. every, you know what I mean it's just we should be beating them so we, should, we should aye. we should be beating them although just, hopefully hopefully it does that form does go out the window because Celtic aren't in the greatest oh. either so <laughs> yeah, hopefully hopefully they're hitting the reset button for this one as well yeah. So we don't normally do this, but you know, since it's a since it's a cup semi final, I'm going to put you on the spot. I want a couple of predictions out of you. 
three one, but Rangers will score first. To Celtic. Yeah, three. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> three three one. Rangers scoring first in the opening ten minutes, and then Forrest will finally score against Rangers because I don't think he ever has. Right, he's never actually played all that well against Rangers. I don't believe you. No, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> the Ron Burgundy gif. Yeah. I don't believe you. Hmm. Chris, uh, I'll say. I'll say two one Celtic, but after extra time. Ooh. Oh, you think so? Oh, dear. Mm. Oh, I don't know if my nerves would take that because oh. imagine, imagine they, imagine they win a cup semi final. Mm. Oh, another do. one. It's, it's <laughs> a nervy affair. It's a nervy affair. We move on to any other business. A um, couple of things to discuss. First of all, Lee Griffiths on the verge of a new contract, looking to take him into ten years. I think so. That would be a six year deal. He'd be signing. Mm. Think that's wise. Think that's good business. Definitely. 100% you think he's been good aye. business since we picked him up. I know he could for Wolves. Aye, Penny's been signing him. I mean, he's been brilliant, mate. I love Griffiths. I Dembele's better, but I do love Griffiths. I love Griffiths. I love it. I've said this before, but I love that there's nothing classy about Lee Griffiths. <laughs> he's just a wee Edinburgh scheme <laughs> guy that's aye, brilliant at aye. football. I think his um, his hair transplant's going wrong as well. I think he's rebuilding. Do you think so? I see <sighs> the wee bits of the side are starting to starting Do you think any there? of those hair transplants ever work? No. You ever see Chris Boyd? <laughs> it's wild, man. Uh, it's when it gets wet. It gets wet. But Griffiths, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I definitely, he's one of the best pieces of business in, in recent years. Mm-hmm. He's just so short of his 100th goal for yeah, Celtic as well. And he's, he's been vocal about that being an, an immediate goal, he wants to get that hundredth goal. And say goal more. Yeah, definitely say goal more times in that sense. But yeah, stick a contract in front of him, he will definitely sign it. Aye, yeah. aye. Lee so, Griffiths is one of these guys that you know when you just play football down the park and there's a wee guy that's amazing, right? He's that guy, but he's just amazing enough to play for Celtic. Yeah, like, that, that, aye, aye. That, that's that's what he's like. I'd definitely, I'd definitely get him signed up. There's nothing aye. wrong with it. He's aye. committed to the club. Aye. He loves it here. Aye, definitely. Maybe he's forty goal season under Rodale. That's phenomenal. Yeah. I know. Phenomenal. I know. I know. He's and he's just been unlucky this Shows season. Day, I, know. I know. And he drives a bright red, shiny Range Rover. Does he? Yeah, class. <laughs> of course, because aye. of course. Uh, uh, why would Why would yeah, He likes to. He likes to keep a low profile. <laughs> Michael Lustig. There's talk of him getting a new deal now. Michael Lustig is not the first player to say this. Um, he wants to be here for 10 in a row. Now that, that makes me just a bit, Chris, Stephen, mm. a bit nervous. Mm. For, listen, everybody wants 10 in a row, but for sure, can we not keep talking like it's a foregone conclusion? I, I think we'll definitely, we'll get to at least nine, no bother, I think. Yeah. But 10, I don't know. Like, I mean, by that time, the, you've got to imagine, by that time, Rangers will finally get their kind of shit together, we'll get a decent manager. Like, seven, the, the now. Yeah, and the thing is that when everybody talks about it, it's as if they're talking about 10 games in a row rather than 10 years. I mean, it's, it's still a long way away, and people don't really take in the reality of the, the variables involved yep. because Celtic could have a different manager and almost entirely different team in Aye. three years' time. Scott Brown will be approaching 37 or yep. something like that at the time. So there's so many, I mean... We're really we're just discussing it. Of of course, we we want ten in a row, and aye. we believe we're going to get it. Yeah. But I think I just pumped the brakes on the old yeah. ten in a row chat just now because aye. nobody's listen. We're allowed to talk hypotheticals on this mm. podcast. Nobody's saying it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But if you keep talking about ten in a row when you're three seasons out, yeah. <laughs> if you don't make it, that is an almighty. Fall. <laughs> you're you know setting up. Know. You're setting up the biggest flop in in football history yeah. because teams have. I mean, again, we're just we're just chatting shit here. We don't for a minute believe this is going to happen, but. Teams have spectacularly failed to do something in the past, obviously, but they've not never things they've talked about for ten years in advance. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so if I was if I was an outsider looking in, if I was in some other country looking at, them, why are they talking about ten in a row? Well, who's Juventus are currently on six, yep. I think, aren't they? Or maybe seven, something similar to yep. Celtic anyway. If I if I saw one of or three of their players talking about ten in a row, I'd be like, oh, I know. Hold uh, up, I, there, what buddy. Are they? Yeah. Are they is, oh, a bit. 
700 million. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, listen, awful enthusiasm of 10 in a row, but mm-hmm. for sure, calm down a wee bit on Aye. it. It's a wee bit, somebody said it's a wee bit kind of honeyish. This kind of is. Hubris, mm. this kind of... That's an interesting point, actually, yeah. That is, Aye. because, yeah, it's, it's a wee bit entitled, but, I mean... Mm-hmm. And you know what else is far too early? Talk of giving Michael Lustig a new deal, because he's still <laughs> got two years left on this one. Hmm. So, you know, let's just leave my year and see if he can <laughs> pick up his form a wee no, bit. No, definitely. I wouldn't have thought that was priority number one was giving him... A, a new contract unless it's one of these sort of token remember they gave Paul Lambert a new new contract and he was basically a coach mm-hmm. from that well well, he wasn't a coach he was doing his coaching badges while, while having a part time job yeah. with Celtic Aye. playing Aye. for the reserves <laughs> that that was he played in the reserve team that also featured a World Cup winner and the UEFA Cup winner and he was a Champions League winner so the World Cup winner was Janino yep. that's two mentions of Janino on the yeah. same podcast <laughs> we've got. and the UEFA Cup winner was Stefan Ongshaw so Former Liverpool I, stopper. What a, reserve, <laughs> what a reserve team that was. It's a, maybe up there with the other reserve team we had that had Gravison, Yarisic and, and Snow yeah, all playing in midfield. The reserve team this season isn't so bad. Like the subs yeah. this season's pretty, pretty good. Their bench has been pretty strong. More sad news on this podcast. It was only a couple of weeks ago we, we covered the, the tragedy that was Derek Bordicter. Oh. Um, turning in his boots and giving up his... His illustrious football career. <laughs> the sales of Tesco wet look gel. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm sorry to to bring be the bringer of bad news again. But former Celtic, West Ham, and England ace Carlton Cole has now done similar. Get right wow. out of town, has he? Yes, he has. He like, has. I don't know anything about him, but I'm just going to guess. Was he playing in India? Oh, probably actually. <laughs> India or, or China. I think he did actually go to China for a, for a time. Scorer of one of the best goals in Celtic's history against was Alloa. Or something like that. No, who what was it? Wasn't Alawa. He's great. Yes, he scored a header against someone, which was a, just a legitimate bog standard header. You maybe be able to help me out with the, the goalie. I don't think he get credited with it. He just sort just of scrappy. He one. fell I, over I, the ball, I, and the sure defender sort of played it off him, and it rolled over the line. That's one sure. of the greatest goals in Serbia <laughs> history. Interesting about Carlton Cole was I was I remember a story that was in the paper. But he actually asked Ronnie Dyler not to play him. <laughs> well, he wouldn't have been the only one asking Ronnie Dyler not to play Carlton Cole, to be honest. But <laughs> what was what were his reasons for not? He just wasn't he fit. He says he wasn't <laughs> fit. He wasn't in with the chemistry of the team. He actually had to go to Ronnie Dyler and go. Look, I know you'd require a guy to play, but just go and stop, stop playing me. If only, if only some others would take that cue. <laughs> only, if only some others were more honest. By but, the way, he was last playing for Perseb Bandung which is an Indonesian football team. Oh, yeah, they're my Indonesian team. Oh, are they? Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're big, big fans. Fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, Callum Cole, I mean, what a signing that was. The most incredible thing about him saying he wasn't fit enough to play is, I don't know if you remember, we had him on trial for about six weeks. Yeah, he was playing, he was training with the team for ages before they eventually gave him a contract. Did you right West Ham, though? Because I remember I, talking about this on the yeah. podcast, I think. I mean, it was a, a reasonably promising signing. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it seemed to make sense at the time because I think at the time... Celtic only really had Griffiths at the kind of around for for strikers. I can't remember who else would have been there at the time. I think Stokes was kicking a bit. Stokes, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Right. So, and then and then uh, Kazim Richards came in. Maybe Big Z. Uh, oh, Big Z. He came in either <laughs> before or after him. So it kind of made sense because we all kind of remembered him as a decent journeyman English centre forward who mm. could get get some goals. He was an England international at one point, right. but uh, he came in the same transfer window as. Such luminaries as Nadia Sifji. <laughs> Did he uh, use it at the same time? Huh? Yeah, yes, yeah, same, same window, same window, and full metal blacker. <laughs> <laughs> 
sort of shows you the quality of play we were signing back back oh. in the Ronnie day. But Carlton, thanks for the memories. Good night, sweet prince. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Patreon. Um, we have launched a Patreon for anyone that's interested. Check it out. Patreon.com slash 20 Minute Tims. You can support the podcast and we'll do a couple of extra podcasts for you. And of course, Chris, your book, your audiobook, where can people find that? Uh, you can get it for um, my publisher's website, which is 404inc.com. You can get my book on there as well. Uh, you can get it for Amazon, Waterstones as well. So it's called Hangs. You'll, you'll not forget that. Just type in McQueer, you'll find that. <laughs> it's actually, uh, to the book's credit, it's actually a really great cover as well. How did that come about? Because it's it's really eye-catching. It's, it's, it's dead easy to spot in, the, in these shops. That's what I wanted, because the book is... It's, it's quite loud and quite a brash book. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The stories and that. Cause um, so I wanted to cover it to kind of reflect that. So we sat down with the designer. That's what I kind of told her. That's yeah. what I'm kind of looking for. Something really bold, really mm. colourful. I wanted to start it on the shelves and stuff. And then she came up with that. So on the cover, it's like it's like kind of psychedelic, kind of multicoloured yeah. design, all coming out of kind of bottle. And the bottle is obviously bottle tonic. Yeah. Right. <laughs> also, the dedication. I think that's the aforementioned uh, dog. Big Henry, aye, that's yeah, my, exactly. that's my old dog. Uh, when we right. first got him, we got him for the cat and dog home, his name was Henrik. Right. But I thought, um, where I stay, there's a few Rangers fans, and I'm like, I carried in the park shouting, Henrik! I get leveled, so I just changed it to Henry. <laughs> yeah. Which is awful, you know. I But now I've got a dog called Timmy, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just don't get a fuck. <laughs> hey, Chris, what's your, your Twitter handle if you want to follow you on Twitter? Yeah, you can get me on Twitter at, at Chris Mitchell. And you can follow us on Twitter at 20 Minute Tims. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.